When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Over the tackle of the 40-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast with your host, Matt Bruning. Back at it again on Thursday, October 29th. On today's podcast, we are going to do a couple things. Uh, not really a long podcast for Thursday. I'm going to go over my top 10 players at each position. Uh, my rankings, again, have been published on medium.com. You can find them at the FLA app. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at the FLA app, at the FLA blog, and at Sports Fanatic MB, where you can find all of those rankings as well as we have tweeted them out. Uh, just if you guys want to got any uh, second guessing yourself at all some gut decisions you're not 100% sure with though I do always suggest going with your gut decision because it usually is the right call but if you guys want to look at my rankings see who I think is going to have great weeks and everything that is where you can find them after that, I will talk a little bit of college football as we had some huge shakeups this weekend, obviously, uh, in the rankings that came out the other night. I will talk about those in the games going into the weekend. Uh, championship weekend uh, will be huge in setting uh, the playoffs here uh, coming up, I believe, at the end of this month. Uh, I think it's New Year's Day, the New Year's Bowl games and everything, uh, which should be really interesting. And then last but not least, we will preview the game tonight between the New Orleans Saints and the Dallas Cowboys. Now you kids are probably asking yourselves, hey Matt, how can we get back on the right track? Now see that? That's the kind of winning attitude that's going to take this enterprise straight to the top. All right, rankings talk. So for quarterbacks, my number one this week, Patty Mahomes. Should be no surprise coming off of his bye week. Uh, has a great matchup this week. Against uh, what has really been kind of a pitiful Raiders defense most of the year. I have had him with 26 points. Number two, Drew Brees tonight going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Should be a very interesting game. Uh, can't wait to break that down here in a little bit. Number three, uh, and I have him with 26 points as well. Number three, I have Andrew Luck. Uh, Colts going up against the Jaguars here. Um, they kind of blitz the Jaguars. Jaguars have been having a really bad year so far uh, this year, although 
although a lot of his uh, did get the three touch <laughs> touchdowns to Eric Ebron in that game. I don't really expect that quite to happen again, but I do expect the Colts to win this game against the Jags. Number four, I have uh, Cam Newton. Panthers have um, a, a decent matchup here, uh, not a great matchup with the Buccaneers, uh, just because I think I shouldn't say that. I, uh, the Buccaneers, uh, they have been improving a little bit on defense. I do like their linebackers. Uh, but with the fact that the Panthers have lost three in a row, I expect Cam Newton to come out here and just throw the ball all over this secondary, which has been torched by most quarterbacks this year. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey, I think, is going to have a huge game as well. Number five, I have Kirk Cousins uh, with 25 points as well as Cam. Uh, the Vikings obviously have the Patriots, which should be a really great game. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than others. Uh, I know, I believe last I saw the line was New England was getting seven points. Uh, I actually think the Vikings have a chance to win this game. Uh, their offensive weapons are by far some of the best uh, that have that the Patriots have had to try to defend. We saw what happened when they went up against uh, the Chiefs earlier this year. Um, I actually like the Vikings a lot in this game, and I expect Kirk to have to throw it a lot to score on New England. Number six, I have Deshaun Watson. Uh, honestly, a little worried about him in this game against the Browns. Uh, I think this could be a trap game for them. They have won eight straight, uh, and I actually have Cleveland winning this game. Uh, most of my projections on him are coming in the fact that I expect him to get a lot of rushing yards against this defense. Number seven, Jameis Winston. Uh, the vaunted Panthers defense has been struggling mightily so far uh, this second half of the season, uh, and I expect that the Buccaneers are going to have to throw the ball a lot with the Panthers. Uh, I expect putting up a lot of points on the Buccaneers defense. Number eight, I have Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Steelers going up against the Chargers Sunday night. Uh, this is going to be a huge game. Uh, both of these teams technically not out yet of the second seed in the AFC. They both have a chance for it. Uh, the Chargers with the inside track being only 8-3 and three, compared to the Steelers being 7-3-1. and one. Uh, The Steelers do get a chance to play the Patriots later on this year who currently hold that number 2 seed, but a bye would be huge here. Uh, actually, the Chargers I doubt will be able to get that because they will have to uh, at some point beat the Chiefs. I forgot they were in the Chiefs division there for a minute. Uh, but it is possible they still play each other one more time, uh, so who knows, that could happen, uh, but they both need a win here to try and remain in that contention. Number nine, I have Matt Ryan. Uh, again, last week uh, against the Saints, he did not have a great game, but still put up numbers over 300 yards passing and did get you at least 20 points in fantasy, which is really all that matters. Going up against a very good Ravens defense, um, I don't expect him to ball out here, but I expect him to get a couple touchdowns, which is definitely going to throw up some fantasy points for you uh, that you may not be expecting. And then number 10, I have Russell Wilson. Uh, Seahawks going up against a bad 49ers team. I expect Russell Wilson not just to throw, but run all over them. For my running backs, number one this week, Saquon Barkley. Uh, dude has just been awesome all year long. Uh, I expect him to just continue to get a, sh a crap ton. I was going to say a shit ton, so I'm going to go with a shit ton of passes in this game uh, against a very good Bears defense that I expect to shut down, or for the most part shut down the wide receivers, meaning Eli is going to rely on Barkley even more than usual in this game. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, as we talked about earlier with Cam, I expect this to be a shootout, though the linebackers, I think, could match up with McCaffrey at times. He's going to 
get a lot of running, and then when the Panthers get up, he's going to get a lot of passes. Therefore, McCaffrey is always and always will be a good play. Number three, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh... Zeke does worry me a little bit here. Uh, the Saints defense has been one of the better defenses against the run this year. Uh, they have not given up a lot of rushing touchdowns and are keeping teams to about 70 yards rushing. But Dallas's offense revolves around Zeke, and I expect them to give him 15 to 20 carries. And with that, I expect him to get you about 70 to 80 yards. And at least if he scores a touchdown right there, he's made your day. And that's not even adding whatever he does in the receiving game. So I do like Zeke tonight against the Saints. Number four, I have Todd Gurley. Hard to rank him all the way down at four, to be honest with you, uh, going up against the Lions here. Uh, but... I don't want to say necessarily a trap game coming off a of bye. The Rams have had two weeks to prepare for the Lions, uh, but I do think the Lions are going to play tough them tougher than most people are giving them credit for. Uh, they are at home in Detroit. Don't want to get embarrassed. Uh, I think Gurley not necessarily struggles here. I still have him at four, but uh, I just don't think he outproduces Zeke, McCaffrey, or Barkley. Number five, Alvin Kamara. Obviously, the Saints and Cowboys going at it tonight. A little worried about Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen... Um, uh, Jalen Smith. I almost said Jalen Samuels. Jalen Smith, uh, dude, has been awesome this year. I think he's really finally started to be or come back fully healthy from that horrific knee injury he suffered uh, in his last game with Notre Dame against Ohio State uh, a couple years ago. Looking really good. He is significantly faster than I think people give him credit for. And again, Leighton Vanderesh has just been a man among, I mean, just a man among boys. It's been ridiculous. That dude's neck is thicker than my thighs. It's ridiculous how stacked that dude is. Uh, and I do think both of them could give Alvin Kamara trouble tonight in coverage, uh, but not enough to keep him out of my top five because he is Alvin Kamara. Number six, Aaron Jones. A uh, dude has been on fire since Ben. uh kind of pushed into that RB1 role with the Packers, been getting a huge uh, bump in carries. He's he's taken on significant workload there, kind of pushed Jamal Williams almost to irrelevance here. Uh, and the Cardinals defense, while good, uh, not great against the run. Uh, I really like Aaron Jones to have a huge game here. Number seven, Kareem Hunt. Again, Chiefs, Raiders, enough said there. Number eight, my guy, Phillip Lindsay. The Bengals have been getting gashed by the run every single week. I just expect Phillip Lindsay to go in there and eat. I'd have him even higher, uh, but I do think that Royce Freeman gets enough carries here to stymie Lindsay a little bit. Number nine, James Conner. Again, going up against a very good San Diego Chargers defense that now has Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa finally back, played last week, and looked damn good last week. Worries me a little bit about James Conner. He's, he's been kind of struggling here the, next, the past couple weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if he has another letdown game here. Number 10, David Johnson. Packers, defense, bad this year. That's all you really need to know. Uh, Byron left, which I think since he's taken over as the offensive coordinator, has done a very good job of making DJ kind of the focal point of their offense, uh, and I think that continues this week. For my wide receivers, uh, kind of a big surprise here, I would think, for many people. My number one, Devontae Adams. Rodgers has no one else, guys. Jimmy Graham is probably not playing in this game, still dealing with that broken thumb. 
you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has completely disappeared. Geronimo Allison out for the year. Randall Cobb has sucked. I love ESB, but the dude has just not done anything. So Devontae Adams, I expect to get a huge workload Sunday against the Cardinals. I would, from the looks of the matchup, they'll move him around. At times, he will obviously have Patrick Peterson on him, which won't be good because Patrick Peterson is still an elite cornerback. But when he is moved away from Patrick Peterson, expect Devontae Adams to eat. Number two, Tyreek Hill. Because I don't even know if anybody on the Raiders is going to be able to cover him. I wouldn't be surprised if Tyreek Hill puts up 100 points this week. Obviously, just kidding a little bit about that, but I do expect him to have a huge day here. Number three, DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't see who on Cleveland is going to be able to slow him down. I would expect Denzel Ward is going to be on him more often than not. Uh, But when Denzel Ward is not on him, I expect DeAndre Hopkins to get his. Number four, Adam Thielen. Because if if my predictions hold true that the Vikings are going to beat the Patriots, Kirk Cousins is going to have to go to someone. I don't see who they have on that defense that's going to be able to slow him down. Stephon Gilmore is likely going to be on Stephon Diggs. Uh, If he does go to Adam Thielen, then Adam Thielen may struggle a little bit more than I expect, but I expect Thielen to have a good game here. Number five, Odell Beckham Jr. Love that kid. Giants, again, Tough matchup against the Bears, but Odell is just better than any cornerback they have on the Bears team. So I expect, uh, I do expect Odell to get in the end zone in this game and have a good game. He's been surprisingly um, effective and a very good wide receiver despite not quite looking like he's putting up the numbers that uh, he's used to, but he is on pace for 1,300 yards and about eight touchdowns yet again, which is what he's been doing on the regular, uh, which is a fairly good year for a wide receiver. Number six, Robert Woods. Uh, love Robert Woods this week. Again, I just... Uh Lions, I don't expect Darius Slay to be on him. I expect him to be on Brandon Cooks, which is why I have a big downgrade on Brandon Cooks, leaving open Robert Woods, and I obviously have Josh Reynolds up fairly high this week as well. Number seven, Michael Thomas. I do think that he avoids... Byron Jones, for the most part in this game, who is by far their best, the Cowboys' best cornerback, uh, dude. Actually, I think is an is almost an elite cornerback. I think he's right up there in the top five. Doesn't get a lot of talk or run. Uh, maybe it's in fantasy circles because not a lot of people play IDP. Uh, but I think he he's a phenomenal cornerback. Uh, but they don't travel him, and so that is why I expect. Him to get some work here, especially if he ends up against uh, Chidobi Awuzi. I love Awuzi. I thought he was a great prospect coming out of college. Uh, but dude is just getting matched up against ones. He's more of a, a guy I think could shut down a wide receiver too. Uh, and I don't expect him to be able to shut down Michael Thomas tonight. Uh, number eight, I have T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I expect them to use Ebron this time more as a... Um, What's the word I want to use here, guys? Uh, a decoy here against the Jags defense. It's going to allow T.Y. Hilton to get open at times, especially when Jalen Ramsey is not on him. I expect him to have a good game. Number nine, I have Mike Evans. Again, I expect this game with the Buccaneers and the Panthers to be a shootout. Mike Evans should be able to put up a fair a fair amount of points in this one. And then number 10, Julio Julio Jones, the Falcons, Ravens. Uh, Ravens obviously have a great secondary, but Julio has been balling out the past couple weeks. Uh, And I expect him to score this week. I have him projected to get a score, which is exactly why. 
he is so high up in my ranks this week. Although, I mean, it is Julio Jones, guys. He's, he's in the top 10 almost every single week, if, if not top 5 every single week. For my tight ends and my goodness, tight ends is just it. It's gonna be rough this week, guys. I think you've got the usual right up at the top. Travis Kelsey again against the Raiders. I, I don't again. I, I don't even know how the. Ra- I, I really hope that the Raiders just kind of put everybody back in like in deep coverage here against like a hell mary pass and just hope for the best. Maybe Patrick Mahomes struggles to, to throw the check off or, or the check down or something, and that's the only way that they beat him. Otherwise, I don't expect this game to be close at all. Eric Ebron at two, while I do expect him to be a decoy for Hilton uh, at times when they get into the red zone, there's just nobody who can cover him. I don't expect any of the linebackers for Jacksonville to be able to cover him, uh, cover him. and obviously their best cornerback in Jalen Ramsey never covers the tight end, so I expect Eric Ebron to score at least once here, if not twice. Number three, Jordan Reed. Uh, interesting matchup against a very poor Eagles secondary here, uh, as Odell and Saquon talked about in their press conferences last week. This secondary is extremely beat up uh, and needs to be attacked, and I expect Washington to do that. Uh, and he is by far their best receiving option at this point. Number four, Zach Ertz, for the same reasons Washington's secondary has struggled in the second half of this season. Number five, Rob Gronkowski. Now, he was just added back to the Patriots injury report earlier today. Uh, hopefully, that is not a big deal, but usually when you see someone get added this late in the week, it is bad news. So something to watch with Rob Gronkowski. He just came back last week. Hopefully he doesn't sit out because I do expect this to be a great matchup with the Vikings. Number six, Greg Olson. As we talked about, just going to be a shootout. I expect Greg to get his. Would have had his last week had he had caught that touchdown, not dropped it in the end zone. Uh, I expect him to score this week. Number seven, George Kittle. Um, I just Kittle's. It's hard for me to read this week. Uh, Nick Mullins has obviously struggled the past two weeks. Uh, doesn't seem to have quite the great connection that he did in that first game, though. I I do like to talk about the fact that George Kittle kind of made that game with his huge break run uh, and everything. And they're going up against a really good Seahawks defense, guys. And that's what worries me a little bit about Kittle. I think he's going to have to. I do have him projected to score. Uh, but if he doesn't score, I really don't expect him to put up a lot of points this week. Number eight, David Njoku. Besides him flying through the air and getting shoved into the end zone, uh, the Texans haven't done a great job against covering tight ends this year. Uh, and I expect Njoku to get his against the Texans this week. Number nine, Trey Berton. Uh, again, Bears Giants uh, Giants don't do a very good job covering the tight end either, uh, and they use him in so many different ways, shifting him all around the field, even having him carry the ball at times. I expect Trey Burton, Burton Trey Burton, I keep wanting to go Burton, like a French person there. Trey Burton will have himself a good game. And then number 10, Jared Cook, because, well, Derek Carr can't throw it to anybody else. So I expect him to get points based purely out of volume. All right, guys, you hear that music. You know exactly what time it is. It is time to talk some college football. And how about those Buckeyes, baby, going in and whooping Misha Stink's ass. Loved it. 62 points on the supposed best defense in college football has put us into a huge week this week for conference championships. So you have Alabama, Georgia. If Georgia wins, they're going to be in, guys. Unfortunately, that's going to be the end of the conversation. Oh, my God. Just listen to this, guys. It's just beautiful. Beautiful, baby. Beautiful. I love it. The Buckeyes, baby. They're back. They're back. 
Alright, sorry guys. Gets me excited listening to that stuff. Anyways, again, Georgia, Alabama, they're the afternoon game this weekend. There's just no way that anybody else is going to get in if Georgia wins. It's going to be Georgia and Alabama getting into the top four with Clemson and Notre Dame as long as Clemson wins, which is uh, it seems like almost a virtual certainty that they are going to beat Pitt. If Clemson loses, all oh, everything blows wide open. I think you, you even UCF has a chance to get in if that happens, even though they lost Mackenzie Milton uh, last week. For the Buckeyes to get in, they're going to need Texas to win uh, the early morning game, which is great news for the Buckeyes because the Texas and Oklahoma play the very first game of the Big 12 championship, uh, the first game of championship weekend. If Oklahoma wins by, say, a field goal, say it's like 41-38 to 38 or something like that, 40-37, I think if the Buckeyes come out and blow out Northwestern in the late game, they have a chance to get in. Even though everybody says it's not about style points, we saw that a couple years ago when they put that beat down on, uh, I believe it was the 11-1 Wisconsin Badgers at that point. I know they had lost at least a, a game at that point, um, and they were the number four ranked team or something like that. Uh, but it was a huge win for the Buckeyes, and they came out and just put a beat down on them, 52 points. Uh, do think it's going to be a little bit different, as in Northwestern has already lost four games this year, so I'm not sure if that helps them. I personally, and I do think, you know, some people won't believe me when I say I take my Buckeye bias out of it. I do think the Buckeyes deserve to be in there. Uh, we have seen this defense step up like they did against Michigan in a couple games this year. Has it been, Have they played bad? Absolutely. They got blown out by Purdue. They allowed 51 points against Maryland. But Oklahoma virtually lets them get lets 50 fucking points get scored on them almost every single week. Their defense is horrible. Would I love to see Kyler Murray in the playoff? Absolutely. He's... That kind of mobile quarterback has given Alabama fits at time. But you know who else has beaten Alabama in a playoff? Cardell Jones. You know what Cardell Jones does? He's a great pocket quarterback. You know who's a better pocket quarterback? Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is better than Cardell Jones. I don't know if Ohio State would be able to beat Alabama. I think that they would have a very good shot, despite what other people say. But I also do think Oklahoma would have a very good shot. My biggest fear with Oklahoma is they're just not going to be able to stop Tua. They may be able to get one stop in the game, and that's not going to be enough. Where I do think Ohio State, with as smart as Urban Meyer is, he is one of the best coaches in the game. I do think that he will be able... Uh, to come up with a couple stops against Alabama, and that could be the game right there. We saw them beat them a couple years ago. Granted, they don't have Zeke and Michael Thomas there anymore, but they still have Paris Campbell and Terry McLaren and Kenny KJ Hill and J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber. I'm telling you guys, Ohio State, I think, would be a really good team to go up against Alabama, but I don't think they have the chance. I think it's an outside shot they get in. So, again, those are really, to me, Georgia – Oklahoma and Ohio State are the only three teams. Obviously, if all three of those teams lose, then that's when UCF has a chance to get in, but I still think that they would put Michigan or two-loss Georgia in over the UCF, unfortunately. And uh, so that'll do it really for for the college football talk, unfortunately. Again, I I would love to see what happens this weekend, regardless if Ohio State gets in or not. uh, I will really look forward to that number one matchup, assuming Bama wins. Uh, Obviously, again, if Georgia wins, they're in. You can forget Oklahoma and Ohio State, so I kind of have to root for Alabama, unfortunately, this weekend. Um, And I would love to see whoever gets matched up against them, whether it be Oklahoma or Ohio State. We eating all day, bro. Every time, every time you come as well, I'm going to hit you. I'm not going to be able to do that. You don't want no problems, bro. You are my boy. I'm a man. It's about to get ugly. I want to score.
Alright, so that was the new sounder right there for the game previews. Hope you guys uh, liked it. That came to me courte courtesy of John Hamlers and his uh, DJ friend Calvin Cush. Much appreciated, guys, and hooking me up with that. Can't wait to see the new ones that you guys are working on as well. So for tonight's game, the New Orleans Saints going into Dallas and going up against the Cowboys, really good game tonight. Um, ben, I personally have been down on the Cowboys a lot this year. Dak and this offensive line, this whole team has struggled mightily, in my opinion, earlier in the year. They really have seemed to turn it around, uh, and that's good. Maybe it was the emergence of Amari Cooper, who I admittedly do not like. Do not, I think he's overrated as a wide receiver, but he has definitely taken being traded and helped turn around, in my opinion, his entire career with as good as he's looked in Dallas these past couple weeks. And I think this is going to be a game tonight. For the FLA blog, I did pick the Saints. I'm going to go against that right now, and I'm going to say I think the Cowboys actually pull off the upset tonight. Uh, I, I know that the Saints are really good against the run, uh, but the difference, I think, with that is part of it is due to the fact that the Saints have been up in so many games that teams have to abandon the run early. Dallas won't do that. Dallas revolves around Zeke. Their whole offense is not going unless Zeke is doing something, so I don't expect them to get away from Zeke. I expect them to continue feeding him tonight, which is why I think he's going to eventually break a couple runs loose, and it's going to open the play action. It's going to open Dak to run. It's going to allow him to get the ball to Amari Cooper and Cole Beasley. I do think that both Cooper and Beasley are worthy plays tonight. Beasley, I think, can get you about 13, 14 points, especially if he scores. I uh, expect him to be kind of an underdog, uh, high upside play this uh, this week or tonight, really, uh, against the Saints. Uh do expect Dak, Zeke, and Amari to all have good games as well. For the Saints, I think it's modus operatum. You play your usual guys. There's no, no reason to overthink it, overplay your hand or anything like that. Breeze should have a good night tonight. Kamara, Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram. My one fear with all of them is, and I don't know how many people notice this or have or paid attention to, that closely to this. I've been talking all year, talking about how the Cowboys defense is better than people give them credit for. The Dallas Cowboys defense is the only defense this year to not allow more than 30 points in a game. The New Orleans Saints are the number one offense in the in the league right now, scoring 37 points a game. One of those things is going to break tonight. I actually think it's going to be the Saints. I actually don't think the Saints are going to get more than 30 points tonight. That's how much faith I have in the in the Cowboys and their defense tonight. Again, Byron Jones, Leighton Vanderess, Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence. These guys are highly underrated. Uh, they're just they're playing great. This defense alone has been great under. Uh, under Rod Marinelli, who is one of the better defensive uh, coaches, in my opinion, uh, and a really good uh, just defensive coach, uh, defensive coordinator altogether. Uh, so going to be a very interesting game tonight. Again, I'm actually going to change my pick, and I'm going with the Cowboys to pull the upset tonight. 28-27. to 27. I think a huge pick late is going to do it against Drew Brees to get his, I think, what, third pick this year? Yeah, his third interception. He, he only has two guys. That's how ridiculous Drew Brees has been as well. Uh, but again, I, I, Cal, picking the Cowboys tonight against 
every fiber of my body that does not want to go with the Cowboys. Uh, but I like them tonight. I at least expect, I especially expect them to cover. But I am calling for them with the outright win tonight. So that is going to do it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Roundtable podcast. I will be back tomorrow with a recap of the Thursday night game and then a full preview of the Sunday slate. Uh, if you guys have time, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spot. I don't even know if you can do it on Spotify, but on Spotify, uh, I'd love to be able to boost my numbers up a little bit, and I can't do that without you guys. You guys uh, are, are what makes this go. I appreciate you guys for listening. If you guys have any feedback, anything you'd like me to talk about, more talk about less, hit me up on Twitter. Send me an email, fantasy roundtable at yahoo.com all undercase at sports fanatic mb you can hit me up on twitter you can send you know at me send me a dm however you guys want to do it love to hear more from you guys uh i've kind of stopped promoting those a little bit here lately due to some certain stuff going on in my personal life so i've, I've kind of gotten away from being able to talk to you guys and you guys are what make the show go so i really appreciate you guys for listening uh and cannot wait to talk to you guys again tomorrow enjoy the game tonight and the start of week 13 the last week of the regular season guys it's here let's start it off not right with a great game tonight hope all your players get you guys a buku amount of points to kick off 13 uh with hopefully what what is going to end up being a win and get you into the playoffs until tomorrow guys peace Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored.